The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free gaming community website at enjin.com. the Star Citizen Podcast. My name is John Abraham. I am Jimmy Croker, and Gleep is on a walkabout. John. 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 Y- yeah. John. Yes. Ask me what a walkabout is. What's a walkabout? Okay. Google defines it as a journey on foot undertaken by an Australian Aboriginal, Abor- Abor- yeah, Aboriginal, uh, in order to live in a traditional manner. British... An informal stroll among a crowd conducted by an important visitor. Or a walking tour. I hope that the correct definition in this instance is the first one. That would be great if, if Gleep was, was walking the lands to, uh, to reconnect himself with his, uh, with his ancestral homelands. Doesn't he do that every weekend? I think he does, yeah. Yeah, I think he does. But uh, most recently... Uh, he is at the uh, Reno Air Races. Ooh. So, yeah, like uh, the Arena Commander Murray Cup, but for real life? The Arena Commander. Aha! I see what you did there. We are Those Guys With Ships. This is episode 44 of the Versecast. Today is 9-22-29-45. Thank you, Ronald Jenkins. Uh, the intro song is uh, Try the Bass. You can find it along with all of his fine music at ronaldjenkins.com. John, how did I do? Did I sound like Gleep? Sounded pretty good. Excellent. So I've had a, a, a crazy week. Uh, so it started, you know, when we talked last week, I'd come back from the desert. And I was really excited. Uh, my McFarlane Max action figure with white is arrived on Monday. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? No clue. Okay, so Max, uh, and you can see a picture in the show note, Max is a uh, 90s comic book superhero. Um, Kind of like when Spawn was really big. You remember Spawn? No. Uh, This is going to be a long (laughs) show. You don't know who Spawn is, really? I don't think so. Wow. Okay, we'll have to talk about that later. In any case, um, for those of you that do know, uh, Max uh, is is an actual, authentic 1996 uh, figure, and I'm super excited because that means that my uh, retro toy collection has kicked up that much more of a notch. Uh, for me, that toy reminds me of when I was in a band because Spawn was really big back then, and um, so we had a couple of Spawn action figures. We had a couple of... Uh, 
uh, we have Pitt, we had Max, so it was it was nice to get that, and that goes along nicely with my 1979 Buck Rogers action figure, my 1978 Daggett from the original Battlestar Galactica. John, you know who Daggett is, right? I'm sorry. Ugh, hurting my soul. I've never watched it. I need that's one of the shows I need to watch. It's um, it's very goofy. Uh, it's it's an 80s show. You know what I mean? So it's just it's like. You know, it was like, hey, Star Wars is making a lot of money. Let's put something on TV uh, that's like Star Wars. And that was how Battlestar Galactica was birthed. Uh, Daggett is a robot dog. Because in the 70s, late 70s, every sci-fi uh, series had to have some sort of robot companion. Star Wars had R2-D2 and C-3PO. Buck Rogers had Tweaky. Battlestar Galactica had Daggett. How do they do a robot dog on a TV show? Uh, if I remember correctly, it was like bark, 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 bark. What, what was its physical presence? It it lo- actually it kind of looked like a cross between uh, a panda and a poodle, or I would say a, a little bear with a poodle cut. And where you know how like poodles have those weird like uh, cuts where like they're bald in certain spots. Yeah. Well, where he was bald was robot parts. Okay, so was it a real dog with some kind of like robot? Parts pasted on or something? No, of course not. It was a little person in a suit. It was a person. Yeah, of course it was. Okay, so Who's, and and the even funnier thing is that you you know this because its front legs were a little bit longer than its back legs. Mm, okay, so this character was extremely believable. Yes, you should Google it. You'll you'll get a laugh. Okay. Uh, and then uh, last but not least, I also just got my 1980s GI Joe Flash action figure, and Flash was one of the very first. G.I. Joe reissues, and one of the very first G.I. Joe figures that I bought. You are just going on an eBay binge. I am going... Well, here's the thing. They don't need to be mint on card. I just want the toys I had when I was a kid, so they're, like, cheap. They're, you know, they're all in great condition, yeah. but they're not they're not mint on card, so they're not very much money. Uh-huh. So, $14 here, $13 there. I'm just, you know, picking up... I'm not, like... like I'm not getting all the G.I. Joes I had, but to get like the one that I remember clearly as being like one of the first ones I got is really cool. Have you seen the G.I. Joe movies? No. The new ones? No. <laughs> oh boy. The first one I kind of enjoyed, but uh I think I watched the most recent one. It was pretty it was hard to watch. Yeah, I heard they're not very good. But uh, yeah, but then so I was excited about that, and then um, this past Saturday I got to see the Foo Fighters in concert uh, in Anaheim in the first row, and it was amazing. They nice. put on an amazing show. Dave Grohl, broken leg, played for two and a half hours. Wow! Yeah. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? Did he break his leg on set on uh, on stage? Well, interestingly enough, yes and no. Not while not on our show, but a few months back, he fell off a stage. Um, I want to say in like uh, Spain, maybe. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And he fell off a stage and he broke his leg. Taylor Hawkins, the drummer, uh, and the rest of the band played for another two hours. They played all covers. Taylor sang, and then Dave came back after they set his leg and they finished their set. Oh wow. Yeah, it's like the nicest guy in rock and roll ever. And so they built him this ridiculous rock and roll throne, and that's what he's been touring around on. And so, he, <laughs> yeah, it's completely ridiculous with lights and everything. And, um, yeah, as a matter of fact, you can see it in the picture. You see him sitting down, it looks like a throne. Yeah. Yeah, it's his rock and roll throne. And um, it, it, it automated, automatically went out onto the hero stage and automatically came back, and it was insane. 
But uh, yeah, so good times. And then uh, briefly, and we'll talk more about it later, but uh, I am uh, firming up uh, DJing on the bass. Nice. Very excited. Um, doesn't affect what we do in any way, shape, or form. Um, you know, this is this is my home. I love you guys. Clean, I miss you. Um, but it's an opportunity for me because I don't play music a lot anymore. I've just been too busy with work and life. And so this is an opportunity for me to do something musical. Um, and I'm kind of doing it in a way where it's I'm going to be very much like a 70s type DJ where I tell spin little tales in between, you know, three or four songs at a time. But I'm going to do it as my character from my Herald. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really nervous about it. I wrote out the first show, um, which is titled Lost. There'll be loose themes for every show. Um, And I was really nervous about it. I was like, this is either really cool or really dorky. And um, I did it for the guys at the base, and they loved it. So I feel good about it, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm genuinely excited about it. Um, I get to play you know, music that I'm passionate about um, and wrap it in a story of from a game that I'm passionate about. And that's going to be uh, Thursday nights, uh, 9 p.m. PST, but we'll talk more about it a little later. What's going on with you? I've just been fultoning everything. <laughs> you have been a mad Fultoning fool, huh? How's your base? How's your was it mother base? How's your mother base? Yeah, mother base is it's doing pretty good. I've got uh, all of the platforms, well, all of the base platforms built. Um, yeah, it's it's just it's a great game. It's honestly, I think I told uh, Ace that it's probably like the best game I've ever played. Just wow! It's it's a game where you just constantly want to play it and you never get tired of playing it and that's really rare for me i kind of especially on single player games i get burnt out pretty easily I, that's kind of the same problem that i have um with single player i get i the same thing i get burned out really quickly i almost never finish those types of games yeah so this game has it has great just moment to moment gameplay but the game outside of that gameplay is also fun and it makes you want to come back and keep building up your base and getting new uh new units and developing new technology and stuff and yeah i've i've put too much into it (laughs) nice have you um have you the online portion of the game is uh like uh, players attack each other's mother bases right there's actually two parts to it so there's the forward operating base which is what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and i actually haven't unlocked it yet but what i've heard is that you yeah you can go into other people's bases and attack them and bring back stuff for your base um but i think on october 6th for consoles and then january for pc don't get me started on that delay but they (laughs) they are coming out with full multiplayer and i think it's like five v5 or something just pvp stuff um and it's going to be using all the stuff that's in single player just in a multiplayer arena and uh that i they came, recently came out with a new gameplay for that from uh tgs which i think just recently ended um so uh if you're into metal gear you should watch that it was pretty pretty unique uh gameplay so I'm looking forward to that, but yeah, they've they've 
they're not com it's not coming until January for PC, which I don't understand. Like PC it should be the easiest to develop for, but they love to delay stuff and bring it out on console first. So, I don't I don't know what's happening with that, but I'll have plenty of time to build up my mother base and finish the game. I'm only at like 29% completion and I have it says I have like 75 hours on Steam, um, but I, a lot of that I've been just leaving it on so it can do uh, combat missions, where, which is where you send out your troops to do missions like in the background. Right, um, okay. So I've been kind of cheating by leaving it running to do those, but yeah, I put in quite a few hours, still only at 29%, so it's a big game. Wow, that's that's... Good times. Uh, your base is going to be massive by the time uh, that goes live on PC. It's scary. I mean, driving to the separate platforms takes minutes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, the community hub is officially live for everyone. Uh, we've been getting some nice votes there, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you can head over, actually set up a, um, a forwarding address, sub, domain, so that you can get there quickly. It's hub.versecast.org. So just go there and vote us up, leave a comment. We need to be we need to be the number one podcast. I would agree with that. Number one podcast would be delightful. And speaking of the community hub, let's see what's going on over at CIG. Hey, let's huh? do it, Jimmy. John, that was a logical segue. That made sense. I miss Cleve's illogical segues. <laughs> So, um, the Issue Council is live. Uh, have you had a chance to peruse it yet? I did. Um, it looks like a really neat tool to get bugs moving through the pipeline more quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, uh, there's a, a welcome page for anyone that hasn't had a chance to check it out. Um, the link will be in the show notes. And they kind of walk you through um, the different aspects of how the Issue Council, Issue Council works. Uh, they talk about initially uh, there's three stages of an issue, uh, which is uh, contribute, and then it moves to prioritize, and then it moves to resolve. Makes sense. So you contribute. It gets up and down voted to prioritize the level of the uh, issue, and then it gets resolved or doesn't get resolved depending on the situation. Uh, are there any bugs in particular that you noticed, uh, that you've noticed in game that you're seeing on the forums? Oh, what was it? It was, uh, oh, the big one was um, when you lose tracking on, uh, when you lose focus on someone that you're tracking when there's nothing, like, ob obtrusing your view. Is that yeah. a word? Obtrusing? Ob obstructing. Obstructing. That's the word I was looking for. You were close. But, it's okay. You were close. Yeah, that was one of the top ones, so I upvoted that one because I've noticed that a lot, and it's really irritating. Yeah, I actually um, I flew the Glaive for the first time this past Sunday night, and uh, I was having the exact same issue. And I had asked in uh, chat, and a couple of guys jumped in and were like, yeah, it's, it's a common issue. Um, everyone's having it right now. So, cool. I, then, I mean, I would say that that's the issue council in action. It's, it's a very prevalent bug. If everyone's experiencing it, and if it's at the top of the uh, of the vote list, then that's great. And I really think this is a really cool way to get the community involved and really help the development staff resolve 
find and resolve bugs much quicker. Yeah, for sure. I I think that the voting system is probably the best way to go about it, and it kind of turns it into a, sort of an out-of-game game. game. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of interesting to see what other people are experiencing, and then if you see something that you experience as well, then you can upvote it, and you can uh, can add in your notes or a little video or something just to make sure that they understand that it is something that everyone is experiencing. Yeah, and it goes through, um, the initial loading page goes through step-by-step uh, step, uh, how to uh, create a report, uh, how to log in, uh, how to go through the process, how to upvote, upvote or downvote uh, different bugs. And then there's two different areas to go into. There's Star Citizen Alpha, which, by the way, I guess they're officially calling it Star Citizen Alpha now. And oh, that's, uh, that's old. Is it old? Remember, that was a big deal when they changed it. Oh, Chris yeah. had to post that whole thing about why it's Star Citizen now. Yeah, okay. But I don't, I don't remember them saying specifically that, okay, this is Alpha. I think, no, yeah, it, it, that was part of the big deal, is that they mm, were calling okay. it Alpha. So, well, yeah, that's when that was like 1.1 or something. Or, no, it was 1.0 because that's why they called it. Started calling right it. when they merged everything together. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, my short-term memory it's not so good no more. It's okay. And then uh, the other one is uh, Game Launcher. So uh, yeah, Issue Council went live. Uh, I believe it was what Tuesday was when it went live. Uh, it's uh, like right around the same time that the uh, community hub went live for everyone. Which, by the way, last we talked, you didn't have access to it. So if you had a chance to peruse the hub. Yes, I have. Thoughts? It's pretty nice. I like it. Um, I I kind of wish that podcasts was some sort of like tab or something. I wish each kind of content was like a bullet point or a tab on the page so that you could go to like a corresponding page with that kind of content. Because as it is now... Um, Based on what kind of content you're looking on, you'll have to scroll way down. Yeah. So if somebody's looking for a podcast, they have to go to the middle of the page um, to find just the podcast areas, and then it only shows five podcasts. So it's kind of concerning for people that aren't um, just a random piece of content or like a Twitch stream because those are at the top. Um, so everybody else is going to be pushed to the bottom. But yeah, I was I mean, wondering about that. I was also wondering with with voting. I mean, you know, it look, at the end of the day it would be great for us to it's it's really cool for us to be upvoted and for us to be in the upper echelon of podcasts. Um and of course, you know, we're, we're extremely appreciative of everyone that's doing that. But I will say that the one thing that I find interesting is that when you scroll down to the podcast, I guess bar, they're not showing the upvoted podcasts. Yeah, I I noticed that too because we're like the number two or three most upvoted, um, and we're not even in that first five list. Right. Um, and it's not based on who was there first because we were like the fourth or third. Well, no, I think I think that might be what it is. I think it's because we were one of the first ones to post. We're further back in oh, that scroll bar. Oh, you think bar. that's how it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think oh, that's okay. so. Regardless of how many upvotes you get you're still kind of in the the back of the uh back of that scroll bar well i'm sure aren't they calling it a beta or something yeah yeah they um i mean i would agree uh, initially 
it's a little busy and um, I think that we're going to for the next show for the community show we're going to put that to the test because I you and I talked about this we're going to pull all of our um, around the interverse content from the hub and we're going to see how easy and how difficult it is to navigate which will be fun because uh, both of us are purposely going into it blind Um, but uh, but yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like it is it is a beta and I've read or I've heard that they are working on offering either some different skins or a way to kind of streamline it. Did you hear about that as well? No. Yeah, I, I forget where I heard about it, but that they are kind of working on tweaking it and, and hopefully uh, maybe making it a little bit easier uh, to navigate. Well, my other concern is it doesn't seem like there's much branding. Um, you do get your uh, sort of icon for your content at least for the podcasts um but it's kind of covered up with like a blue tint so all of the podcasts kind of look like a just a a blue box yeah um so i think they need to make that icon a little more prevalent um so i yeah there's a lot of stuff that they need to iron out especially the likes thing i feel like if you're the top liked thing then you should be at the front um so yeah they definitely need to iron that stuff out but um as always their web design is fantastic it's just it's it's easy to to look through it all it just seems like the the most liked content isn't at the front of the page yeah um one of the other things that i had noticed was uh even just with uh the um star citizen spotlight uh it's the staff picks that are always at the top um, not necessarily the highest voted community stuff. Mm. So, but I, but still, I, you know, I, at the end of the day, um, it's their first iteration. I'm sure it'll get a little bit more streamlined, um, and it's really cool. Uh, it's really cool to see all of that stuff in one place. Um, if you go into the tab, they, or you know, into the actual um, community spotlight, there are different tabs. There's the hot tab, the top tab, the fresh tab, and the staff picks. Um, so I, I don't remember if this was here the first time I went into it. So it uh, might be a new addition, but that's also a very cool way to kind of help uh, familiarize yourself with it. I think it's a little overwhelming at first, but the more time you spend with it, um, a little it's, it gets easier and easier uh, to locate the content. And I think going forward, this is going to be a great place for us to pull from uh, just for CIG in general uh, in our uh, community segment. So good job, CIG. I applaud you. I like it. What would? How would Christopher Walken say that? I approve of this page. <laughs> nice. Or uh, uh, what is it, uh, Chris? Uh, what is it? What was it, Chris? Christopher Roberts uh, Walken? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, of course, we have a uh, an Avenger Free Fly Week this week. Uh, have you been in game at all? I haven't. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah, I've been I, uh, busy Fultoning. There's no Fultoning in this game. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Can't argue <laughs> that point. I cannot argue that point. Uh, I have not had a chance to revisit the Avenger. Um, I had actually pledged for an Avenger very, very early on, um, and then just ended up, um, you know, moving moving past it. I wanted to get something that had a larger, uh, a larger uh, crew uh, or um, a larger uh, cargo area. 
And I also didn't like that it was it was at the time, uh, and it still is because they haven't done the variants yet. Uh, it's very much geared towards like a bounty hunter uh, or a militia uh, militia member type ship. And uh, I, like I said, this past Sunday, I took the Glaive out for a test flight. I haven't had a chance to refly to fly the Avenger again, but I am really curious about it now that they've got the variants. Uh, is uh, with the variants coming out, is this a ship that's piqued your interest at all going forward, or no? It actually piqued my interest from the beginning. Um, it was the ship I was eyeing to upgrade to uh, when I had just my Aurora. Um, the Constellation kind of won me over because I did want the extra cargo space. Uh, but I, I have always liked how it is kind of that mix between cargo or a bounty hunter plus a, a decent dogfighting ship. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I I look forward to at least seeing the variants. I probably won't pick one up, but it might be one of those that I try to get in-game because it is so versatile. Yeah, that was that's kind of what I was thinking, too. Um, I, I like the fact that there are some variants that are going to be introduced, and I'm really curious to see what those are. Uh, I like the idea of having a fighter, a fighter type ship that can carry cargo, uh, yeah. because the Drake is not a fighter and is never going to be a fighter. Uh, I'm hoping to turn my my Drake into a glass cannon so I can at least defend myself if I'm kind of move, doing short hops with cargo. But yeah, the Avenger. I'm really curious uh, to see where they go with the variants on that. Have they talked about what the variants will be at all? No, um, they've been they've been pretty cagey about it. I, I do I, I did hear in the wind that there is definitely a cargo um, module, so I think we know for sure then that there's there's a cargo module and then there's the um, the stasis chamber module, which I'm gonna go ahead and say is probably gonna be like the bounty hunter variant. So I wonder I, why they're doing a free flight week because. I've heard from multiple people that the flight model on the Avenger is just not that great, and it never it never has been because they just never touch it. Yeah, well, I think I think that that's exactly the reason why they're doing it. Uh, I think that they are uh, trying to get uh, feedback on the ship because they're they're it seems like they're spending time with it now. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you might as well put it up for testing and kind of see. Uh, you know, kind of see what the feedback is and how they can tweak it and how they can dial it in. They, they should, they should dial it good, they so should. that people will like it. Dial it good. Dial it good. Kick his ass, sea bass. Anyway, um, so uh, yeah, Avenger Free Fly Week. Go out there, fly it, break it, and tell CIG what you think about it. Because at the end of the day, we'll end up getting a better ship out of it. Hey, Jimmy. Yes, John. What's the soup du jour? Soup of the day. Mmm, that sounds good. I'll have that. <laughs> Star Marine status update. Uh, oh, man. Too bad Gleep's not here for this. Yeah. I'm going to follow Gleep's lead on this. Uh, this will be brief. So, um, for the most part this week, uh, they have been stabilizing the overall game after the great merger. Uh, this makes sense. Uh, they've merged all the streams, and now they're finding all the things that are broken because of it. Uh, I, I assume that this would probably take up a fair bit of time. Uh, they haven't mentioned anything about a timeline on when they would finish, 
but they're in the middle of, of fixing those issues. They didn't go into great detail either about um, how many issues were popping up, but I would imagine, you know, you fix two and one more pops up, you know. The uh, lobby menu uh, loadout screen looks really cool. There's some really neat images uh, on the... Uh, on the uh, page to check out, so I think that that's kind of the first time we've seen what the the lobby is going to look like for Star Marine, and uh, so that'll be where I guess you can switch out your weapons, switch out your armor, um, kind of dial in your character before you go in for combat, and then uh, you know fixed issues, yada yada yada, and uh, oh the uh, Gemini uh, LH87 ballistic pistol looks cool. And then at the very bottom, they have a uh, nice little pew-pew video uh, that uh, illustrates the destructive nature of the environment. Did you watch that video? I didn't. Go watch that video. It's awesome. I'm watching it. Oh, wow. They're pew, destructing pew, pew. the environment in this the, video. The environment is so destructive. Actually, they're just shooting a screen, and things are popping off of it. Mm-hmm. They're breaking a screen. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> So as usual, our, uh, our continuing and in-depth coverage of the Star Marine status update uh, for all of your enjoyment. That Serious. was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, if you're really that curious about it, go read it. It's just, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're working on it. Just, just no words. <laughs> no, yeah, no words, no words. Uh, Reverse the Verse this week had some uh, interesting uh, little nuggets. Did you hear uh, this Saturday, the 26th at noon, uh, PST? Uh, CIG is going to be hosting a 25th anniversary live stream of the uh, Wing Commander game. They'll be doing a Let's Play. Uh, ben will be at the controls, and I think Lando is going to be doing something as well. Did you, uh, John, you were like but a wee squaw when uh, Wing Commander came out, didn't you? When did it come out? I don't know, like uh, early 90s? I probably might have been not born. <laughs> yeah. That's entirely possible. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so 26th anniversary. Uh, well, yeah, 26, yeah. So 26 years ago was when the game first came out. There's your answer. So no, you weren't even born I yet. I was not born. Wow, you might Wait, not That'd have... be 89. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was... Uh, Wait, I, no, if this early is... Early 90s. It had to be 90. Because if this is the 25th anniversary, then... It's 90, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, early 90s. There you go. Well, I bet that stream would be cool to watch. I'll probably yeah. tune in. Yeah, I've got nothing going on Saturday. I'll probably tune in and check it out as well. And then um, this coming Wednesday at 11 a.m., there's going to be a special edition of Reverse the Verse. Uh, yeah, fancy, fancy. Uh, they're going to be taking subscriber questions only. Everyone will be able to watch it. But it'll only be subscriber questions, and uh, Chris Roberts himself will be joining the uh, broadcast. Wow. Yeah, and they were kind of talking about the idea of potentially doing, uh, doing a special reverse diverse for subscribers uh, once a month going forward. Uh, so they're not really sure, but lots of subscriber love. That's great. <laughs> yeah, you subscriber yet? No. Uh, you should be a subscriber. Can you send me money every month okay fair enough <laughs> uh, might see uh, this is really cool might see uh, 1.2.1 on the PTU next week no guarantees mm, I and like those numbers it's a palindrome <laughs> it is a palindrome very true 
Uh, next flyable ship, uh, they are looking at uh, multi-crew stuff. So they're thinking uh, Connie, Tally, maybe the Cutlass. Uh, but the next uh, single-seater is going to be the Herald, which is really cool. Uh, it's going to be flyable, but I don't think it's going to. It's obviously not going to be functioning yet because the uh, the Herald's going to have a lot of because uh, it's a two-person ship. So I don't think any of the Herald's functionality will be in will be in game when it's flyable. Just curious how viable. I don't think it's going to be very viable in combat, but it might be a good racer. Maybe you would think that it'd be fast, but not that great at handling. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think they may have even said that the Herald is an extremely fast ship in, like, a straight line. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense for what it is. So when they say mm, flyable for these multi-crew ships, does that just mean that it's going to be, like, the um, the cut, the Cutlass, where you just have that one seat to fly? I don't know. Uh, you know... We've got CitizenCon coming up very quickly. And, you know, we're not really 100% on when multi-crew and the large map is coming out, but it seems like it's coming out sooner rather than later. I would guess that that we'll have a functioning multi-crew, but what we'll have in it will be piloting and gunning. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think that we'll see... Uh, you know, the ability to do any E-War, the ability... You know, it's kind of like the way AC was first launched. It'll be a basic version where it's like, okay, you and your buddies can get into a multi-cruise ship without it glitching or bugging. Uh, there'll be a lobby that you can queue up for it, uh, and then you'll someone will fly and someone will gun. Um, and I think that that'll probably be the extent of the initial release. But, uh, you know, if they're talking about the Connie and the Tally and maybe the Cutlass... You know, maybe maybe we'll see multi crew uh, right around the time of CitizenCon, which would be killer. Well, they keep talking about crossing the streams, and it confuses me a little bit because I don't really. I just wonder if multi crew, Arena Commander 2.0, if Arena Commander 2.0 could come out before Star Marine. It's a good question. Uh, you know, I don't think we've got a unified ragdoll yet either. Um, I still think that, you know, I think we've seen... I, I could be completely wrong, uh, but I, I don't think... Th- well, I don't know. The last time that I did a free fly, they looked... They seemed similar. Because you know how when you went into AC previously, the ragdoll, the avatar, moved differently than the avatar in your hangar? Yeah. Which was a clear indication that those two streams, so to speak, were not married up. Right. But with the release of Social, um, I have to go back and check again, but it looked like the the Avatar moved the same in the hangar as it did in Social, as it did in Arena Commander. Um, I, I have to go, I'm going to have to go back in and fly again and, and double check that. But see, that's the thing, though, is if I remember correctly, you can still draw a weapon in Arena Commander, and you cannot draw a weapon in your hangar or in Social, which would lead me lead me to believe that those avatars are still not the same. This is just too confusing. This is why you don't cross the streams. Well, you have to cross the streams in order to kill the State Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, why couldn't it just be one stream? 
Yeah, I think I'm sure they're asking themselves that very same question <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, um, and speaking of, apparently there is some confusion uh, about AC and about it expanding into multi-crew. Uh, what they said basically was that AC or Arena Commander will stay Arena Commander with multi-crew being added in, but things like testing mining, um, things like, uh, like, yeah, testing mining will be part of what Chris is calling a baby PU and what Tony is calling uh, the Exoverse. It'd basically be big chunks of space to prototype stuff in. So what I'm getting out of that is that we will have a multi-crew arena commander module, yeah? And then when they expand social, because we know social is going to be expanded uh, to cover the entire uh, Stanton system. So they've already discussed that. So I think what we'll end up seeing is we'll see some sort of, for lack of a better word, large world map for that solar system. And then we'll be able to do non-combat things like mining in that area. Make sense? Yeah, but if Chris is calling it a baby PU and using the words persistent universe, then does that mean if you if you break your ship that it's going to be persistent and you can't just like reload or respawn? I'm going to say at this stage, no. Um, I don't think that they're going to... I don't think they're at a point where they can institute um, death penalties, uh, damage, because the game isn't live so you know they one thing that I did read they were talking about spawn points as well that one of the things that they were working on were creating spawn points for I think it's in reverse the verse actually uh, or around the verse which we'll talk about in a minute so there is obviously uh, well, at least with Star Marine we know there'll be death and we'll know we know there'll be spawn points but I think with this mini PU we're not going to see that we're not going to see any sort of death penalty I think it's going to be the same as it's been going forward until they get to the point where the game is officially released. And at that point, they'll go, okay. Because we haven't even seen a design doc on Death Penalty yet. And we haven't been able to customize our avatars. So I don't think we'll see any of that stuff. So once they release the PU, do you think we will still have this testing area to do mining in a no-penalty uh, zone? I'm going to say, yeah, I don't think that there will be a penalty. I think this I think this mini PU, and again, just speculating, um, is going to be the same as Arena Commander, is going to be the same as Star Marine, uh, where there aren't any real death penalties. You know, I think that if you die, you'll probably just respawn in your hangar, and it'll be a pain in the ass, and you'll have to relaunch to go back to doing your thing. But it still speaks to the fact that it is just still testing. Yeah. So, you know, because we're going to see... Uh, Microtech, we're going to see Hurston, uh, we've already, we already have ARP Corp, and we're going to see Crusader. So, you know, we're going to basically have uh, our, uh, a one, we're going to have one solar system to play in. Uh, there, obviously, there's no, they haven't mentioned a release date on that yet, but we're going to have that one system to play in. And then the odd man out is, um, is uh, Delmar uh, in uh, the Nick system. Because They've talked about that the next part of social is going to be Delmar. You know, we've seen the video for it. Del, wait, I thought it was Nix. Well, it's. It, uh, I'm sorry. To clarify, it is the Nix system, 
Uh, but it's Del Mar, and then the landing platform for Del Mar is... Um, wait, no, that's... Yeah. Del Mar is the... the it is a bit confusing. It's in the next system. Del Mar is where we're landing. And then Levisky is the actual, like, city. Okay. So Del, Del Mar is, like, these the asteroid. Because I like the lore. Jeez. That's a lot of names. It is a lot of names. It's, it's, um, it's system planet or in this case asteroid city or landing zone that's okay. the way it's broken down um and yeah it can be a bit confusing uh, and we're actually we're gonna i'm gonna talk a little bit about um the observist uh dark document that talks about uh Levisky and nix in a in a minute but so i'm curious about that i'm wondering if we're gonna see a, a mini pu that is the stanton system and then they're gonna basically tie in our first jump to uh, to Nix, mm. which would be kind of neat. I wonder. I wonder if that's what they're thinking. But I don't know. We'll see. There's a lot. It, it's funny. There's a lot of pieces right now, um, and there aren't really a lot of a uh, lot of answers. Just a lot of you know speculating. So I think we're going to see a lot of information come out of CitizenCon, and hopefully it's you know what it appears to be, which is. Social mod expands to you know a mini PU, and we have our first jump point, which is uh, to uh, Nix. I don't know. We'll see. I just hope that when the game launches, uh, that there will be a sort of testing ground for you to set up scenarios and test out the different roles that you can fill. Um, just because I think that this game is a lot more punishing than most games, because uh, in most MMOs, if you die pretty much don't lose anything right you just have to be you just respawn somewhere and you have to run back to where you died um but in star citizen if you if you go out with your orion on your first run and you get shot up after 20 minutes and it's completely dead and you have to claim insurance on it and you have to wait you know hours or whatever it takes to get it back that that's really punishing for someone that is trying to go out and just have some fun for the first time. Oh, so yeah. I think that they are going to have to have something in there that lets you test it out and you know learn how to fly the ship and how to use it. Yeah, um, I I would agree with you on that. Um, I, I but you know the same same to be to be fair though, most people that pick up the game for the first time like when the game goes live like we'll all have had the advantage of playtesting the game for years before it goes live. So we have that advantage innately. Um, but I think that someone that picks up the game for the first time isn't immediately going to, to pick up, uh, what is it, the Orion, right? The asteroid, yeah. the mining ship? That's true. Yeah, you're not going to go, you know, you're not going to immediately jump into an Orion and head out and start mining. Uh, whereas you, for example, will have been playtesting the game for two, three years. So... Yeah, but imagine somebody that starts with just an Aurora, and they don't really know what the game is all about, and they skip the tutorial, and they go out there with their Aurora, and they get blown up, and they have to wait an hour for a new one to be manufactured and delivered, or however long it takes. Hey man, space is a dangerous place. That seems kind of harsh. <laughs> I mean, oh, you can't play because you died. You yeah, don't I know how to play the game. You suck. I would I would imagine that that I don't know but I would guess that there'll be some you know you won't be able to skip the tutorial you'll have squadron 42 uh, and uh, I'm sure that there will be people I'm sure that there will be people 
targeting them, and I'm sure that there will be people trying to assist new players as well. So, yeah. you know, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, it's a virtual environment. We'll have to see what happens as it kind of firms up. So speaking of uh, LaVisky and Knicks, uh, so I know we don't talk about lore very much, but it, honestly, it was a bit of a light news week, and I'm a big fan of lore. So just briefly, uh, the uh, Observus Dark basically uh, was a, a brief description on the CIG page about the system. And uh, so carved into the surface of a massive asteroid. I'm sorry. Moving moving on to uh, no, no, Around no. the Verse. No, 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 no. Keep going. I'm just joking. Nope. I nope. want to hear this. No, I like it. I like nope. it. You ruined it for everybody, no, John. I love it. You I'm going to read it, it if you don't read everyone. it. Everyone. If you don't read it. I worked so hard on this. <laughs> <sighs> Carved into the surface of a massive asteroid, Delmar in the Nix system is uh, a former QV planet service mining facility. Uh, the long and store, the long and short of it is that QV planet services, when the system was discovered, went out and built the mining facility, and they just couldn't turn a profit. They couldn't make any money. And so they just abandoned the facility. It wasn't even worth tearing down the facility and bringing it back. They just left it. Fast forward to 2618, and uh, after the Second Tavaran War, a small group of activists uh, who were trying to get away from uh, the Messers found refuge in Delmar. Uh, and uh, they basically claimed it as their own, and they named the mining facility, facility Levesky. Uh, it was to uh, honor an ancient Earth revolutionary. So uh, they tried to do kind of like this hippy-dippy, again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. So they tried to do a kind of a hippy-dippy commune thing, and it really just didn't work out um, and kind of fell apart. So, um, so from there, it just kind of turned into a, kind of a free city, if you will. So Levisk itself, uh, and you know this from watching the video, uh, you, after you descend into a large carved-out crater in the surface, uh, you make your way down to a landing zone called Orion 1. And the part that I thought was really cool about this, and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it, was they're adding characters now uh, to these zones. Whereas, like, you know, when you go to Arc Corp, it's just it's the bartender, you know? Yeah. Um, it's the guys at the, uh, you know, at the, uh, um, at the med bay. There's no character to the characters so when you land at origin one uh it's managed by a guy named elzin mackett uh and uh he's uh once they say that once you get there you should mark on your moby glass where it is that you are because apparently the guy's really old and really confused and will just stare blankly at you and doesn't really know where you parked your ship uh the other shops are the uh, grand barter for clothing the Consentious Objects, uh, which is personal weapons, uh, Cordries, which is EVA gear and armor, and Café Muzain, which is a bar, obviously. Uh, and like I said, they all seem to have fleshed out characters. Uh, and I think we might actually see our first female character in-game. Apparently, the bartender there is named Claire Rios. And uh, I think Marion from Indiana Jones, she can apparently drink anybody under the table. Nice. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know if it's just that they're giving the characters backstory or if there actually is going to be some intelligent AI with them when we see Levisky, but um, but I think that's really cool um, that they're really starting to kind of flesh out the AI and start to give starting to give them uh, personality. So another thing that I thought was really cool was they noted that uh, travelers are advised to be extra cautious around security checkpoints. Uh, these are checkpoints that separate Levisky's residential area from the public sector. Uh, you're, apparently, we're not allowed in the residential area. And the security isn't really a police force. They're really there to keep us out of the residential zone. So uh, visitors are not really welcome in this area. Uh, pickpockets and stick-up artists tend to hang around these areas because what what the way that the article reads, and again, I'm paraphrasing, what they do is they'll basically rob you and then duck behind the security back into the residential area where you can't go. Mm. So a lot of really cool... And this was the reason why I wanted to, to touch on this a little bit. A lot of really cool backstory um, for uh, for the Nick system for Levisky. So um, I'm looking forward to when that goes live and to see how much of this they have fleshed out. Yeah, I am interested to see um, what kind of characters they can develop, especially in the PU, uh, where it's going to be less structured than pretty much anything ever <laughs> <laughs> well they, they've said that um, I mean they've said that, that the AI in the game is going to be um, is going to be deep that the AI ca- that the characters are going to do things like go to work uh, take lunch breaks uh, you know go f- go shopping uh, so to, to give the the sense of, of real life to the game especially at a 90% NPC play- versus 10% player uh, they've got to give that in, the the uh, NPCs a fairly robust AI. Yeah, so, and I you know, think it, the, the idea of a pickpocket, um, and you know, like maybe hearing that rumor that there's pickpockets that are going to be waiting for you there, um, and then having to watch out for them. You know, look in the corners to make sure nobody's watching you. I think that idea sounds pretty cool. And if they apply that to multiple areas, then it could be really interesting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, but yeah, cool stuff. Um, like I said, I, I you know obviously like everything with CIG, we will probably get a base version uh, of uh, of Nix when it goes live, and they'll they'll expand on that as time goes on. But uh, I'm looking forward to having drinks with uh, Clara Rios. She sounds like a cool chick. She does absolutely, and as the first female in the game, I, she's. Gonna have the pick of the litter. I'm gonna have to say, is she the first? Uh, there are no other female avatars in the game right now. What about that one in that one commercial? In game, not the commercial. Oh, that doesn't count. Man. Um, around the verse, episode sixty-one. Uh, Eric and Randy and Santa Monica are doing a lot of work on the Herald. The Reliant and the Connie. Um, I had seen the work on the Connie when I went on the tour, uh, and it's really cool. Uh, it's really cool. There's a couple of little things uh, that I'm assuming I'm still not allowed to talk to talk about that they're adding to the ships. That's really neat, and I'm really just looking forward to when they when they release that. It's nothing major. It's nothing crazy. It's just it's the little finishing touches 
um, that really make the ship come, ships come to life. And so I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, Randy's also working on the Caterpillar. Uh, they're in the early design stages. Uh, they are focusing predominantly on the interior. And then uh, Jake from Austin, uh, the next release uh, for, the, uh, for social, should have a lot of audio added in for the emotes. They're talking about half of them. So, um, so basically, you know, the emotes, the dancing emotes, the flipping someone off emotes, uh, you know, the, the you know, challenging to a fight emote are going to have audio to them now, which is pretty cool. Um, about half of them. So that's they're saying that should be in the next release. Uh, so that's neat. And then what I had alluded to earlier, uh, they might be, and this is what Jake was saying, they might, quote unquote, uh, be working on, uh, you might be dying in the next social release. So they're working on spawn points. Interesting. That probably just means you can walk off the ledge and die. Maybe. Maybe it's got something to do with Star Marine. Maybe it's, you know, you don't know. Or maybe you could just trip and die. Wow, just slip on a puddle? It, it can happen to anybody. <laughs> uh, they're also doing some work on some uh, hangar lighting. And then, uh, time for the chairman. Uh, there was one question in particular that I thought was interesting that I grabbed uh, for us to chat about. And uh, that was, uh, Starswift asked, Will voice comms be openly audible uh, in public spaces like bars? In other words, can you sit, you know, behind somebody and listen in? Uh, will it be possible also to overhear comms when carrying out e-war activities in the Sentinel of the Herald? So, like, um, you know, being able to listen in on what's going on on the in the ship that you're spying on. So Chris says yes. Uh, they plan to have a VOIP in-game uh, so that you can overhear folks in bars uh, and other live environments, uh, as well as voice comms from ships if you're listening in with the E-War equipment. So I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how they're going to do this. Help me out here, John. Uh, are there any games out there that, that have this kind of system in it? Yeah, a bunch of games have done this. Okay, um, what I, I don't know. One... So what... The first one that comes to mind is Halo Reach, um, where anything you were saying over your mic would be transmitted in-game if the person, if the enemy was close enough to your character. Um, so it was a sort of uh, spatial, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, um, there's a good word for it, but I can't remember. Um, but basically, it, it treats it like real life. So if you're standing right by the person, you can hear them clearly. As you walk away, it gets quieter and quieter until you can't hear them. Um, yeah. So it's not like some crazy technology, but it is a really cool thing that I would like to see in a game like this. Um, because, like I said, I've only heard it in Halo. And it was cool for that because after you would kill somebody, you could hear them like cursing at you. Because uh, <laughs> you were still standing near their body. Um, but so, does this so this would require you to have a mic when you play the game, yeah? Yeah. And this would be, I'm assuming that this would be, I haven't finished Halo still. Um, I'm assuming, so this would be just integrated into the game. So you basically log into the game, you put your headset on, and you're, inst you're instantly communicating with whoever's in close proximity. Right. 
Okay. Proximity. That's what. That's the word I was thinking of. Ah, nice. <laughs> cool. But, All right. Yeah. So, and then like you like you put in here, you, you have an option to turn it off. Obviously. Right. 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 Um. So, yeah, I think that would be a pretty neat thing to have in a social and living game like this. Very cool. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to them uh, expanding on that, and uh, I don't know if we'll see that in social anytime soon, but seems pretty cool. John? I think it seems cool, too. Oh, are we done? John? Um, hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, John. John. Hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, John. John. Hey, yeah. Uh... Um, I want to create a community that features walkabouts. Where I take pictures and post them online of my walkabouts. Where I There's walk a site for that. About. Tell me more. Tell me more. It's called Pinterest. And you can create an account for free at Pinterest.com. So what if I was playing Fallout 4 and I was walking about in that game and I was wanted to start a community about collecting bottle caps? Uh, well, if you wanted to do that, you couldn't, because that game's not out yet. Okay, what if I wanted to start a community um, for playing, um, hmm, playing Guns of Icarus? What Guns if I of wanted Icarus? What if I wanted to start a community, a gaming community? Uh-huh. Ga- gaming. Right. About Guns of Icarus, the steampunk airship captain game where you pew 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 other steamship steampunk captains ships. Well, what would I do no, then? Oh, Jimmy. I would suggest engine.com because mm. they have easy to use tools that anybody can use, even if you don't know HTML or CSS or JavaScript or jQuery or Ruby or Ruby on Rails. Those are all real things, by the way. Wow. I know this because I'm actually learning web development. Um, So I can't claim that I don't know anything anymore. (laughs) Um, But uh, I set up our website without knowing anything, even though I know things now. But if you didn't know anything, you could use Engine. And it's really easy, and it's free. That's E-N-J-I-N dot com. Not like a car engine. It's, It's like an N gin and it's not like engine from jurassic park it's e-n-j-i-n dot com how do you spell that again e-n-j-i-n see they use a j it's kind of a clever different way to spell it interesting yeah support ronald jenkies Please check him out at www.ronaldjenkies.com support me i am stark uh, no i'm not <laughs> I am Jimmy Croker. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at uh, Jimmy Croker. can find me over at official RSI and versecast.org under my handle Jackson, J-A-X-S-U-N. can uh, email me, please. Feel free. Jimmy at uh, versecast.org. And coming on Thursday, 9 p.m. PST, you can hear me spinning the tunes as my character, Jackson, on the bass. John where can the good folks find you? I'm looking forward to the spinning of the tunes. But if you wanted to find me where I don't spin the tunes, except for on my tape player in The Phantom Pain, 
I am at the only Jonto on Twitter, RSI, Versecast, pretty much all the places. You can email me at john at versecast.org. Speaking of email, you can email the show at comms at versecast.org. You can follow us on Twitter at Versecast. Uh, make sure to use the hashtag TGWS um, so that we can combine our Wonder Twin Twitter, Wonder Twitter powers and uh, everybody can find all those tweets. Uh, RobertSpaceIndustries.com slash org slash Versecast is our organization. We are those guys with ships. And remember, you can always join multiple orgs, up to ten, in fact. And we would love to have you. Uh, Versecast.org is our website. We have forums. We got voice server. Uh, we got links to the podcast, anything you need to find us. Make sure to go like us and leave a comment over on our RSI hub page. You can easily find that at hub.versecast.org. I made it easy for you guys, for, for, for you, for you, the people listening, so that uh, we can become the number one podcast in the world. That's how it works, right? Yes, yeah, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, okay. Um, and then leave us a review on iTunes. Just search for Versecast. will be the first thing that pops up. Search for, in fact, I think if you search for Star Citizen, we're the first or second thing. So, we uh we got the name game down. We got it on fleek, as the kids say. Mm-hmm. Like my eyebrows, they're on fleek. Sure. Wonder Twin Powers Activate. Form of Salad Tongs. John, John that's your cue. Shape of? Sh- shape of? Come shape on. of Christopher Walken. Wow. Form of salad tongues. Shape of Christopher Walken. Engage! See you, everybody. Thank you very much. I will see you in the verse. Salad tongue Christopher Walken. Come here, I need you to toss my salad. Thank you.